Good evening. And as we start this new study, I was planning on starting it next week, but uh, we're going to go ahead and start it tonight. And we're going to be in the Old Testament again in the book of Hosea. And uh, it is a book that um, many people uh, don't know. Uh, They read the book of Daniel. Uh, They read over in the book of Joel. There's a lot of exciting, fancy things in those two books about end times and all of those things. But uh, Hosea is a book that has two themes that I want to really touch on over the next few weeks as we study through this. One, the first thing I want you to notice is that sometimes God will ask or allow us to go through things that are not ideal to us. Don't miss that. Sometimes God will ask us or allow us to go through things or situations that are not ideal because He has a greater purpose. Now, that might not sound like much, but when you're asked to go through something that is challenging, that is heartbreaking, that is difficult, it is easy to say, God, I don't understand why. But in the book of Hosea, God asks him to do something that is absolutely heartbreaking, absolutely crazy by the world standards, but God wanted to use this man and what he was going to ask him to do to show the children of Israel how much God loved them. And even though they continued to run from God, that he just kept pursuing them. And so I want you to think about it like this, that health diagnosis that is hard, that is challenging, that is truly just changed your entire life. You don't understand how God might be trying to use that to save your son or daughter or to save your grandchildren by you exhibitioning your faith through that. You don't understand how your marriage difficulties or what God allowed someone to do to you in your marriage, how that's fair or how that's right, but God might be using that to show your children or someone that you work with that there is hope with God. You see, that's what we don't understand. We want God's blessings. We want things to be easy. We want things to be all blessings and wealth and prosperity. But what we don't understand is the way that God shows His faithfulness to lost people is not when things are going good for us, But when things seem to fall apart and we run to God and He carries us, it gives them a picture of what love and God's grace and mercy looks like. So over the next few weeks, I want you to know that this book is going to be very uncomfortable. It is probably going to rub us all a little bit the wrong way because all of us will be allowed to go through things whether it's relationship problems, whether it's financial problems, whether it is spiritual problems, and what we think God should fix 
for our benefit. We have no idea who God is trying to reach through that. That nurse at the hospital that you see every week. <clears throat> that coworker that watched you get chewed out by your boss for no reason and you respond in kindness. That neighbor who watches your spouse cheat on you, but you stay committed and forgive, and they learn what it looks like to truly love. See, that's what we're going to be looking at. And I want you to know this, that it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, God wants to use you to reach other people. You might not think that He can use you. You might not think that you're worthy. You might not think that you are able but God will use you and your heartbreak and your pain and your brokenness to show other people that He loves them. You say, Jake, that's not fair. That's asking too much. You see, God has done everything for us by sending Jesus to die upon the cross, to be buried and to rise again. And so really, if He's done everything for us to show us salvation and us forgiveness and us love that we didn't deserve, I think we should be willing to allow and trust Him to take us through what we're going through, even if it means us going to heaven, so that He can show other people what love really looks like. And so Hosea preached and prophesied in a time of great prosperity in the Old Testament. They were financially wealthy. They had material blessings, but they were wicked to the core. Sounds very much like America today. We've got printed money flowing out of everywhere. We got debt and everybody's got three cars and a house and a barn and a boat and four-wheelers and, and all this stuff. But yet wickedness is overwhelming us. So I want to show you tonight how to trust God when He asks the unthinkable of you. Starting in Hosea chapter 1, it says, The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, the son of Berea, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joas, king of Israel. So he tells him that his life had was a long ministry, a healthy ministry. When the Lord began to speak by Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go take yourself a wife of harlotry and children of harlotry. For the land has committed great harlotry by departing from the Lord. Now I want you to remember the title when God asked the unthinkable. Hosea would have been a prophet. He would have been saving himself for God. He would have been living righteous. He would have been seeking the Lord's will. And like many of the Old Testament prophets, he was not restricted to marriage or not marrying. That idea that pastors or priests cannot marry is not a biblical concept. It is a man-made restriction. And so I am sure that just like Samuel who married in the Old Testament and so many others, he was probably thinking, I'm going to find me a wonderful, godly wife. 
a young woman who is pure and righteous and start my family. And God asked the unthinkable. God says, I want you to go and marry a harlot. Now, it does not say that she was a prostitute, but from all we can understand, most likely she used her body to make money through sexual activities. You would say, this woman shouldn't be married. How could he ask of this? Because God wanted to show the children of Israel through this example that he loved them over and over again. Even when they cheated on him, even when they ran from him, even when they made a mess of their life by jumping from bed to bed, whichever idol could please them. And he said, I'm going to show them how much I love them. And you say, Jake, that's unfair. That's not right. Why would this man have to go through this? Because God knew that this is what it would take for the children of Israel to see the truth. Not that they would respond, but they would see it. You say, Jake, why does God allow that person at work to cuss and chew me out and the bosses promote him and he's worthless and lazy and, and I work hard? Because there might be another coworker that God is trying to show what it looks like to truly love your enemy. You say, Jake, I had this perfect picture of what marriage and family and in-laws would look like and here I am sitting today in a broken marriage in a broken home and, and it's just hanging on by a thread and why would God allow me to go through that? Because maybe that son or daughter of yours is learning to love a spouse unconditionally. You say, Jake, that is just unacceptable. That's uncalled for. That's, that's not right. The book of Philippians tells us that Jesus did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but yet take on the form of man and to suffer and to bleed and to die, even though he didn't deserve it. But he did it so that he could show us that he loved us and make a way for us to be saved. And so why does bad things happen? Why does destruction and discouragement come? Well, ultimately it is because of sin in the garden and the world has fallen. But even in that fallenness, even in that brokenness, God wants to show us that He loves us, that He's faithful even when we are not. And so over the next few weeks, I really do believe there will be some people that will stop watching this devotion because it's not what they've heard on television that God only wants you to be healthy and wealthy and wise. I think there'll probably be some people that'll stop watching it because they love to throw pity parties for their problems and situations. But tonight I want you to hear this. No matter how bad it seems, no matter how angry you are at God right now, no matter how broken you think things are, God really does love you. And He is really trying to use you to change someone's life for eternity. Maybe you've got a spouse that's not saved and God's trying to reach them. Maybe you've got a child that's drifted from God and he's trying to reach them. You see, friends, if you've ever prayed, God, whatever it takes to reach my husband, to reach my wife, to reach my grandchildren, God will take you at his, your word. 
I uh, never forget. My grandfather was saved at the funeral of one of his grandchildren. You know, you pray whatever it takes. And sometimes whatever it takes is more than you can imagine. But one of these days, when I get to heaven, <clears throat> I'll see both of those two people. And uh, sometimes the pain God uses to reach the hardest of people. And so tonight, I want you to start looking for that person who is the hardest in your life. Hardest against God. And realize that God might just be using you to reach them. And so I pray that you will pray with me, read ahead, and really look for what God is going to do over these next few weeks as we journey through the book of Hosea. And as always, know that I am praying for you. And that if I can ever help in any way, please let me know. And so, if the Lord is willing and the rapture doesn't happen, I'll see you tomorrow night.